just woke up about an hour ago. <laughs> Same. The password is <laughs> podcast. Usually when I wake up, I kind of have this like this horse kind of thing going on right now. Oh, shit. It sound like Beetlejuice. We come for your daughter, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you just launched that thing. You just launched that podcast thing. It's it's happened. How's it feel? It, feel weird? It it was yeah, it is weird. It's a weird fucking episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to hear it. That's what we were shooting for. Yeah. Uh yeah, the weird attic has launched. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere except Apple Podcasts. Oh, that's fine. It's a, it's a it's a wretched hive of scum and villainy. You don't want to be on there. <laughs> I, I, if they don't want me, I don't want them. So uh, they, now on on your um, on your uh, your your paperwork here, your papers, your business papers. <laughs> is Weird Attic on here anywhere? N- nowhere. Yeah. Cool. That's what I thought. Yep. <laughs> Okay. All right. So this essentially null and void. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, we may come back to it. Okay. There is may... that is that the conceit of the show? Is that every episode is a new title? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I I never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Ever. Right. right. I'm interested to hear uh, some other episodes because um, because I know both you and Miller, and <laughs> I can kind of. I can like translate what's happening between the conversation. Yeah. But I don't know if everyone else can. <laughs> uh, well. Also, I think um I think you should release an episode that's just a burp supercut. <laughs> just a belching supercut. That's just 20 minutes of burp. burp, burp, burp. <laughs> that's uh that'll be the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do the opening music followed by like two minutes of burps yeah uh i'll give you all the ones that michael does on this podcast too just to kind of pepper yes. him in there that guy burps a lot i didn't realize i was missing out i've cut every single one of them out <laughs> and every reference to him saying you got to keep that in <laughs> i cut out all conversations about burps and all the burps <laughs> so that no one will know that last one that he and i did the mystery monsters mayhem yeah tons of fucking burps in that thing What's he doing? Dude, it took me like two hours out of that fucking episode. He's, he is just living the high life, huh? Well, he's a course banquet guy. Yeah. He's living the banquet life. Okay. Um, anywho, <laughs> you got a podcast now. People should go listen to it. It's called The Weird Attic. It is capital W weird. Indeed. Lowercase a attic. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um... But today we are discussing a film that uh, you actually referenced in that in that first episode. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, we're talking about what is this? 1996's Cable Guy. Yes. Directed by the great question mark Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. And now coming soon to video cassette. Juice you up. You might want to put on a bathing suit because you'll be channel surfing in no time. He'll track you down. Hey, buddy! He shows up wherever I go. He won't leave me alone. On June 14th, <laughs> once you're hooked, he's gonna need some tough love. You're his. Don't do that. You're gonna get me killed. Oh, Billy! <laughs> 
Jim Carrey, Matthew Broderick, The Cable Guy. I'm just messing with you. Rated PG-13. A guy who I like his directing work more than his acting work. <laughs> and he's done a lot of the acting work. And yeah. not a lot of the directing work. Where you where you stand with with old with old Ben Stiller? Uh, I'm I'm a fan. Uh, they talked about one of his early comedies on the commentary on the on the Cable Guy disc. Oh, you watch it with the commentary too? Yeah. Uh, right, you're gonna do a lot of the heavy lifting he, this episode. He, he, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> he talked about flirting with dis- disaster. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Uh, no, but I know of I know of that film. I had forgotten about it, but back in the day, yeah, I loved that movie. Yeah, yeah. A few years ago, I watched uh, is that Permanent Midnight? Oh, I haven't seen that, but Ben Stiller. It's like it's like a dramatic role, and it's yeah, loosely based off the dude who created Alf. Okay, like they never talk about that. Alf's never brought up in it, but it's like it's based off that guy's life. But I know was, there's like weird puppet hallucinations. Yes. At times. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because it's Alf. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that guy loved heroin. Oh. Loved it. Huge fan. I mean, <laughs> people who get into it. Tend, yeah. Yeah. Tend. I guess you're not really like, I dabble. I dabble in heroin a little bit. There's, there's very few. Yeah. My name's Iggy Pop. I dabble in heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Weekend heroin warriors. Right. right. Unlike, uh, say, cocaine or crystal meth, those are those can be weekend warriors. <laughs> Heroin is a is a lifestyle, not a hobby. <laughs> that movie's actually really good. I find a lot of his humor to be almost like too broad. Yeah, you know, oh, okay. like Meet the Parents. Like it's very like general audience popcorn. Oh yeah, kind of comedy. Totally. This movie is not. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tropic Thunder is not. Right, yeah. It has blackface in it. <laughs> it. It's the last of its kind. Truly, truly. That and uh, some episodes of Mad Men. Oh. <laughs> and that's about it. Heavy. So let's see here. Guyaki. Yeah, it's a good guyaki, man. It's the, the blue foria. It's a good goo. Mm. Solid goo. <laughs> How is... do you feel about Matthew Broderick? Uh, I mean, I think he's well cast i think he's some milk toast bullshit dude <laughs> well yeah that's exactly what was called for in this right? role right um so i guess he's good for that he yeah no he needed to be like completely yeah just white whitewashed vanilla right um to to counterpoint he plays the perfect straight man yeah in every role yeah which is weird that he's most well known for ferris bueller who's like the popular kid right like, right. he's the kid that stands out at school, and yet to me, I'm like, hey, you just bought a vest, dude. You just have a vest. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else in the school owns a vest. No, I caught this first Bueller vibe at the beginning of Cable Guy, because he's in the shower at the beginning oh, of yes. both movies. Yeah. And then I'm like, man, could this be, like, the sequel to Ferris Bueller? Is this I, what- I like to think that there's, like, there's almost, like, a trajectory of, like, let's see, it goes, like, Bueller, then this... And then after his life has just like completely fallen off the rails, then it goes to election. <laughs> and he just, yes. he, he reverts back to like, well, fuck, I'm not making it in the real world. So I'll go back to school and he becomes a principal at a school. Yeah. You know, I like it. And then he's like, oh shit, all the kids are, they don't respect me and uh, I'm not popular still. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then he gets stabbed in the face by a bee and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. How was the commentary track for this? It's pretty good. It's got uh, Ben Stiller, Jim Carrey, and Judd Apatow. Oh, okay. Which uh, was interesting because he did a lot of the rewriting on the script. Yeah. Judd Apatow. Um, And he's not listed in the writing credits. No. And the guy who is... Lou Holtz Jr. Yeah. Did you look him up? I saw no credits for that guy. This is it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And there Which was makes some, me think: Is it like a? Is it a pin name? Is it a real guy? I don't uh, know. Um, he seemed like uh, a guy who just dipped his toe in the Hollywood screenwriting pool, mm. and, and this movie failed spectacularly. So he was like, well, yeah. somehow <laughs> that that and he like there was arbitration over who got the writing credit. Oh. so Judd can only say so much about hmm. his work on the writing. Weird. So. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, there was a one comment about it on the commentary and that was it. Huh. He's like, I can only say this much. And then they just keep going. Weird. I also don't, I don't see Jim Carrey doing a lot of commentary tracks. So that's probably interesting. Yeah. That was worth the price of the disc. Really? Yeah. Right. I mean, this was, uh, Christ, 2019. Oh, wow. Just a re-release, though? It it sounded like a lot of the extra features were, like, around a 2011 Yeah, a lot of these are, like, pulled from HBO promoting the film before it came out. Um, Yeah, I think think to, like, get into the history of Cable Guy, you have to, like, almost get into the history of the alt-comedy scene. Yeah. Because, like, all of this, including, like, Apatow, Stiller, Jim Carrey, all of it like kind of starts with the Ben Stiller show. Okay. From like, fuck, I got the years written down 90 to 91. It was only 13 episodes Hmm. written, created, produced by Stiller and Apatow. Hmm. Uh, Only lasted 13 episodes. Got canceled pretty quickly. Uh, (laughs) Nobody talks about it. It has a DVD release that's long out of print. Um, I think you can buy episodes on like Amazon. You could probably buy the season for like 10 bucks or some shit. Yeah. But um, <laughs> everybody worked on that show that was like in the scene. Like Janine Garofalo, Andy Dick, Bob Odenkirk, David Cross. Everybody. Everybody. Apatow was, was a part of it. It was like Mr. Show part one. Once it got canceled, all of the writers went to Mr. Show. Huh? <laughs> yes. And then... You know, they brought in, like, all the guest stars that were on the Ben Stiller show. Andy Dick, Jenny Garofalo, Bob Odenkirk. Um, David Cross. Blackjack. Kyle Gass showed up on it as well. Old um, Blackjack. Yeah, Blackjack. Jack Black. <laughs> Have you ever seen Heat Vision and Jack? No. It never got aired. <laughs> okay. They shot like they shot the pilot and maybe one other episode. I can't remember how many episodes, but I saw it. What is it? I I saw it off of a torrent like years ago. Mm. And it is um Jack Black, okay, who's like an astronaut turned No, I'm going to butcher this because it's been <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter. You can't see it. It's been so you can long. Make it all up. No one will know. It, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure Google will will assist at this point. Right. But like, all right, so I think it's Jack Black and then his motorcycle, which is imbued with consciousness of, I think it's Owen Wilson's voice. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird. That almost sounds like a Mr. Show sketch. And Ron Silver is the, the, the bad guy. 
bizarre. Yeah. And um, I want to say like Rob Schraub had something to do with the writing. Oh. Or maybe the effects or both. Right. It's just got the weird scud disposable assassin sure. type sensibility. Huh. That's fucking bizarre. Yeah. When when was, was this? Like right up my alley. It, like early early aughts. Early aughts. Yeah. That's when I saw it. So like yeah, late nineties, early aughts, which is right around the time when like Mr. Show was coming to an end and yeah. all those people had to move on to other things, like freaks and geeks or uh undeclared. And then, you know, all that shit spun into all the Apatow stuff from there. Heavyweights as well, which is Ben Stiller and Judd Apatow. Not seen that. You've never seen Heavyweights? I missed a lot of this stuff. It's like a was that a Disney film? Disney oh. comedy about a fat camp. <laughs> it's good stuff. I should Ben Stiller plays the like he's like the like self help guru that's like running it. It's directed by Judd Apatow. Uh, it was probably too close to home for me. Maybe a little, and also it was probably like right when you were like a little too old to like mm. be watching Disney movies. Yep. You come back to that shit when you're older, you know? Yep. I actually just saw it for the first time like two years ago because I also was like, Disney's for babies. <laughs> <laughs> Cooler than that. Baby. I'm 35. <laughs> <laughs> Baby's first Disney. Yeah. As I said to nobody in my empty house by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment day. I'm too cool for you. <laughs> I'll go start my own company with my own ideas. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, it's like, it's strangely foundational that this little show of 13 episodes, uh, like, the Ben Stiller show. Like, laid it all out for, yeah. like, I don't know, the next 30-plus years of comedy. Wow. Even though it got canceled super quickly. Right. But Judd Apatow's very, like... Well, he's a... Loyal. Yeah, yeah. Like, he puts the same guys in a lot of shit. He actually produced, and I think directed, Jim Carrey's stand-up special for HBO pre-Ben Stiller show. He so was like 89 he, or something. He well, he was a stand up himself. And yeah. Like he was he yeah, was he was part of that scene. A big fan of Jim before he was Oh yeah, first name basis. Love all. it. Yeah. <laughs> friend of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of all of like the preamble I got for for our good friend the cable guy here. Okay. Did you see this in theaters when it came out? <sighs> I think I did. I was a really big Jim Carrey fan, especially around this time. I wanna sit I I feel like I would have. But, yeah, right. But, but I, I don't remember it. A lot of drinking, a lot of drugs since then. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of uh, synapses clogged up with, yeah. with 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 bong resin and ma malted hops. Malted bong resin. Malted. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go get a malt. <laughs> you know, one of the special ones. Me and my dad would go to like the movies every every Sunday before football. <laughs> um, so, and we did that for, like... We need a memoir. We did that for, like, a long time, like, 12, 13 years straight. Every okay. weekend, every Sunday. And the problem with that is that um, you got to pick a movie every week. And not yeah. every week is there a good movie. Yeah. So I saw a lot of shit in theaters. And also, like, like I knew that this was, like, Jim Carrey's dramatic turn. Right. As they were calling it back then. Right. Even though it is very not. Yeah. We wouldn't get that to, like what eternal sunshine probably right yeah truman, um, truman show yeah but i was like i mean this was this was the era of jim carrey this was like huge into that dude loved batman forever loved it <laughs> probably not a good movie but yeah that's all we had 
Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of obsessed with that movie in a weird, weird way. I can't believe Tommy Lee Jones agreed to right? be in that film. Right? That man has no sense of humor. <laughs> I don't understand. And I, I love the stories from the set of that thing. I think that's why I'm so obsessed with it. Because you got like, like if I had to like typecast a curmudgeon, it would be Tommy Lee Jones. Uh-huh. And then you have to put him up against Jim Carrey, who's at the height of his like comedic wackiness. Yeah. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. I think the movie behind the scenes, like the making of that movie, would be way more interesting. Absolutely. It's like the odd couple, but they have to actually make a product that makes money at the end of it, too. <laughs> it's like they have to get along. I think this was one of those movies that, like, he... I don't remember if he got paid a stupid amount for this or if he took a pay cut for it. Who, Jim Carrey? Yeah. He 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 blew the top off of the... Yeah. The actor's rate. He got 20 million. That's what I thought. Cause he was had, he had like a crazy run where he was like making bank after like the mask and Ace Ventura. Yeah. And, and then Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. And then he was just, he had just done or just filmed Ace Ventura 2. Yeah. Doesn't hold up. Might be a racist film. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, but that rhino scene. That rhino. God damn those rhinos. Hot. Hot in them rhinos. Warm! <laughs> uh, <laughs> apparently that was like shot in like North Carolina or something oh, really? like that. Weird. I was like, wow, that is hmm. a strange choice to and stand yet, in. I could feel the heat. Yeah. It, I mean, it was it was actually like sweltering when they were Hot in them rhinos. filming that. But um, uh, hold on. Reboot. Where's my brain? He got twenty million, yeah, and um, which kind of was the death knell for this movie before it even got out of the gate because oh. it pissed off the, all the other studios so bad. Like we're we're pay, we're paying actors what now? Yeah, so it got basically the cold shoulder from mm. from uh, a lot of Hollywood. Which do you think in turn was like we're just not gonna really market it too heavily there's that and they didn't also know what they were marketing this is a hard movie to market because it's it's a comedy but it's a thriller they (laughs) i mean if they wanted to make more money they probably with jim carrey's yeah oh yeah box office draw at the time they could have just put him in a still image with the movie title and not said anything in the trailer and they would have done better than that trailer that they put out. Oh yeah. Or you're just like, you play up the comedy aspect and then people show Like it's almost, it's one of those, like it's better ass to forgiveness, you know, than permission. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like is kind of what they were trying to do was be like, no, 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 this is a, this is a thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, <laughs> but it is, okay. you know, <laughs> Instead, just like play up the comedy and be like, yeah, it's a wacky comedy and then have people leave angry, but at least you got their money. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a weird line they walk between, I mean, it, it, it gets really dark, but it's also like crazy silly. Yes. And, and really funny. It has just really memorable moments, at least for me. I didn't realize how much I quote this movie until I watched <laughs> yeah, it right? again. I didn't either. There's actual lines that I, that I say almost daily that I didn't realize that I've, I've been pulling from this for years. <laughs> the other day I was at home by myself as I always am <laughs> like stretching. And as I stretch, I'm like, Oh, Billy, <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, Billy was, was from this. I had completely forgotten about that. Come on. You need human contact. 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Was this really a flop? It made like a hundred something. I mean, it 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 yeah, it made a hundred and it was made for forty. Yeah. So like that's profit, right? We'll call that profit. Forty-seven million budget. Twenty of that was to Jim Carrey. <laughs> Amazing. And it made a hundred and two point eight, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's one of those things where like a studio doesn't see that as a success, though. It just didn't perform like his other movies did. Right. So right. Yeah. They're like, um, he didn't hit a home run this time. It's like, well, he he hit a triple. Like, yeah. Come on. <laughs> right. He's on third. Yeah. Maybe use Matthew Broderick to get him over the edge here <laughs> a little bit. Oh, right. It's Matthew Broderick. Oh. Known manslaughterer, Matthew Broderick. What? We'll get into it at the end. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. That's a little, that's a little amuse-bouche for you. That's a little, <laughs> to whet your appetite of murder. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, let's get into the goddamn plot of this wacky-ass film. Yeah. Uh, we open with a, with a scrambled uh, cable reception that pulls out to Matthew Broderick setting up his new apartment. Calls his good friend, Jack Black. Um, we get some exposition about Matthew Broderick's kind of failed love life. He's married. Nope, not married. Asked Leslie Mann's character, Robin, to marry him. And yeah. she said no and kicked him out. You don't really get a lot of the behind-the-scenes shit, but you kind of come to realize that Matthew Broderick just kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, kind of a workaholic, I guess. Yeah. But even that, he's not really good at. Jack Black gives him a tip. Slip the cable guy a fitty spot. And he'll give you all the free movie channels, which I do remember that being like a thing as a kid of like, right. yeah, you, you, you hook up that cable guy. He'll give you <laughs> as if it's like a switch that you push. I don't really get how that works. Uh, I remember people talking about like I had a friend that had a cable box. There were like certain things like extra patches that you screwed into your coaxial that like right? freed it up somehow. I don't know. I don't think that that's real. I, I never did it. <laughs> I, I, so. I was scared. Back in the day, the cable boxes used to be. Well, this is a this is a failed reference, but they used to be the size of like a VCR. Yes, you remember they were huge, and they had like the little slit that you put like the like a disc in, like a floppy disk almost kind of thing. Okay, yeah. And I had a friend whose dad had like a hacked box that he had to keep changing the disc out. Like wow. it, he had like a magnetic disc that you had to keep changing. <laughs> Because I guess every like six months or something, they would they would update or some shit. Yeah. Like I think this was like right when like internet was kind of you know becoming a, a home staple. Um. So we'd have to get a new disc every six months, and I remember going to his house to watch wrestling pay per views for free. What the fuck is the internet? It's a series of tubes <laughs> held okay. together by uh, well, mostly Nazis now. <laughs> Mostly Nazi. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And it was also, like, like you had, like, funds on it. So it had, like, like to quote-unquote buy pay-per-views. Like, if you okay. wanted a film that was on pay-per-view. Okay. So you pulled from a, from a false escrow account. Huh. It was very bizarre. I don't really understand how it worked and how he did not go to jail. But he is dead, so they can't catch him now. I can tell all. <laughs> all the secrets are coming out. Today. Yeah. Just another one for the Dead Dads Club, which yeah. might be episode two of your podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Riveting content. Yeah, for real, man. 
<laughs> Anywho, if you or someone you love stole cable, write into this podcast <laughs> <laughs> at ElectroMonsterPod on Instagram. I would love to tell your story. Yeah, tell us how I it's will done. Keep your name secret. I might put bleeps in for dramatic purposes. So, anywho, we're we're back to the movie. Uh, Matthew Broderick's taking a shower, like in Ferris Bueller, and like whenever you're. They do touch upon the 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 um, just crippling anxiety you have when you are getting cable hooked up. Of like, well, it, you know, I'm just going to be here for eight hours, and as soon as I like leave to get food or take a shower of course that's when this fucker's gonna show up yep and that's exactly what happens here (laughs) uh jim carrey shows up when when what's his name steve steve steven kovacs matthew broderick's character when he's taking a shower oh yeah so anywho he gets the cable hooked up and uh just resets up all of his all of his living room too because he was getting (laughs) a little hum in the the cable reception. That's right. He also makes sweet, sweet love to that wall, trying to find that that spot to drill into. I mean, he starts off right away with making things uncomfortable. <laughs> For real. And rapey. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sweet spot. <laughs> yeah, he's got a weird lisp. He's got... Uh-huh. They kind of touch on it. You get little glimpses into his backstory. Because doesn't he say something when they're, like, laying in the satellite about getting kicked in the head with a steel toe boot or something? Yep. And, yeah, and then having <laughs> reconstructive surgery. Yeah. But he says it almost as, like, well, you know, sometimes shit, life shits on you. Like, <laughs> like if it's like getting kicked in the face with a steel toe boot. He never says bluntly, like, this is what happened to me. But you're like, that's probably what happened. Between that and the flashback of his mom, that, that's as much as you get. Played by Kathy Griffin. <laughs> Yeah. Another alt comedy person. Which I had no idea that was. Didn't either. Yeah. (laughs) Did not either. Also, just like now that I've kind of like dipped a toe more into like the true crime world, there's like there's a lot of shit in this. Because like the Menendez brothers, like the the Sweet Brothers trial that's like kind of happening in the background of this whole movie. Yep. Yep. Um, I got I got some more about about that later. (laughs) So as as uh, Chip. Jim Carrey's character Chip, as he leaves, Steve tries to, you know, get the free cable, and 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 Chip's like, oh, what does he say? He's like, you're you're trying to bribe me. You could you could spend six months in a correctional facility. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Punishable up for a, a fine up to five thousand dollars, and yeah, six months. Six so. months in a correctional facility. <laughs> um, but he gives them the premium deal. You're a good guy. <laughs> I'll juice you up. <laughs> they set up a little friend date to go to the giant satellite. Next day, they they do so. Um, during the little travel montage, this is where I wanted to tell you that I watched most of this film from the luxury of my bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> As is the Aerosol Pro Studio. Way. I mean, it's not it's not a bad setup, you know. And no. on top of that, I don't really I don't really ever talk about my personal life, but I do work in a restaurant as my day job, and I am old, and my bones do hurt constantly. <laughs> I have bonitis; it's a real problem. <laughs> Um, and during this montage, I did eat a Twix bar also in the bathtub. <laughs> I just want you to know where I'm coming from. There's chocolate in the bones. <laughs> it was a cookie dough Twix bar. Oh. I give it a five. I give it a five out of ten. You don't really taste the cookie dough. Mm. But the convenient thing about eating chocolate in the bathtub is that you can easily wash it off. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Cleans up real nice. Yes. I also had a seltzer. Little, little, little 
spicy water in the tub too. Now Twix, are they candy bars? Yes. Or, or are they biscuits? Well, this isn't the UK. We don't fucking say biscuit. A biscuit is something you have for breakfast. Okay. Unless it's a dog biscuit. That's true. That is a real thing. That then then that it's it's, it's confusing. It's really confusing. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, so we get to the um, the satellite. We get a little bit of that that backstory about him getting kicked in the face as a child. Mm-hmm. And old old Chip kind of waxes some poetics about the internet. Oh, yeah. Like kind of pre-internet too. Like he lays it out where he's like, you could you could play Mortal Kombat against a friend in Vietnam, <laughs> which I've possibly done. Not a friend, but I have played Mortal Kombat against people in Vietnam, probably. Probably, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, You're on the information superhighway. I have been on the information superhighway, which, as we did state, is mostly filled with Nazis. <laughs> it's <laughs> a terrible place. We also learn his name is Chip. Here. Oh, that's right. Um, Chip Douglas. He starts out saying Ernie. Yeah. But then he's, but, he, but my friends call me Chip. Right. And because, I mean, it had been a long ass time since I'd seen this, like over, what, 15 years probably since I've seen this. Yeah. But my grandparents, like whenever I got out of school in high school, I would like wait at their place and then get a ride to my parents when they got home. And we would watch my three sons almost every day. Yeah. So, like, I just knew this stuff. <laughs> I knew that this was a My Three Sons reference. And they even show you a little glimpse of, like, the opening uh, title sequence of My Three Sons. Yeah. Briefly. I think during the opening credits, maybe? In the in the fuzz of the yeah. channel switching. Yeah. Great show. Great show. Is that Fred McMurray? I know I've seen it, but, like, I don't remember a damn thing about it's it. It's weird that, because I think it is Fred McMurray who's, like, the dad or whatever in it. It's weird that he's cast as the dad in a sitcom hmm. now looking at his career like being older because he was mostly like the bad guy in like neo-noir or like noir films. I'm looking him up just so I know what his, <laughs> what his face looks like. He's the dude from Double Indemnity. That doesn't, that doesn't ring a bell. You've never studied? <laughs> never, never studied. <laughs> Fred McMurray. Oh my. Yeah. That is a serious man. Yeah, right? Which has a tie-in. Oh, does it? Have you seen A Serious Man? Once. Like, when it came out. Okay. I need to rewatch it. It's a good movie. Hopefully I remember to drop that in at some point. Okay, I'll just bring it up from time to time. (laughs) 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 Uh, Oh, yeah, Chip gives him some relationship advice. What movie was playing on cable? Was Sleepless it? in Seattle. I couldn't remember if it was that or when Harry met Sally. They're the same movie, basically. <laughs> yep. Just switch out. Uh, Seattle. <laughs> Billy, a different city. Billy Crystal for Tom Hanks. Oh, yes. Tom Hanks. America's dad. <laughs> for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Tom Hanks would like to wish you a happy Meg Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a week later, Chip inserts himself into a basketball game <laughs> with uh, Steve's friends, and he has a glass-shattering uh, dunk off of Jack Black's back. Jack, <laughs> you said it. Jack Black's back. You said it perfect. Black Jack Black back. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing blackjack on Jack Black's black, and he does a, <laughs> a jump off his back and slam dunks it. And it's a wicked attack. <laughs> uh, um, all while. 
uh, the song uh, Hey Man, Nice Shot plays by Filter. Yeah. You remember Filter? No. They had that one song (laughs) that every time it starts, you're like, is this a Nine Inch Nails tune? And then you're like, no, it's Filter. (laughs) Right. This ain't good. (laughs) They hammered the grunge soundtrack on, in this on this movie oh yeah like big time right as, as was the style at the time <laughs> right as grunge died yeah was this the the death nail for grunge uh, this movie did it It does kind of fit to like why grunge music in the cable guy yeah, yeah. there's nothing about matthew Broderick's character that is like yeah it's like another alt. it's another it's another like just let's sell some yeah it's just like kind of like discs cash grab and you know what I don't know. They might have sold me on it, though. Because yeah. you do, on the soundtrack, there is a version of Jim Carrey doing that Jefferson Airplane song. Oh, shit. Like, three and a half minute long version of it. <laughs> the whole thing. It's the whole song. I want to say there was, like, a full video on Yeah, MTV. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking weird, man. This movie's <laughs> weird as shit. Um, Steve, quote unquote, breaks up with Chip for the first time. And then when he gets home, he has like 10 messages from Chip. And then that night, presumably that night, Robin comes over to watch Sleepless in Seattle. Yep. But the cable's out. Chip shows up <laughs> right when he calls him. This is when I this is when I ate that Twix bar in the movie. We're watching it behind you there. It was a good Twix bar. You know what? It's a seven now. I moved it up to a seven. I'm thinking about that candy more. <laughs> w- which one was better, the right or the left? Uh, yeah, I moved the package around so many times that I just got them confused. I didn't oh, know man. which one. Yeah, man. and the the fl- the flavored variants, quote unquote, are smaller than a regular size Twix. Boo. Yeah, you know, a little a little bang for your buck would have been nice, but yeah. yeah. Also, okay, let's get into this real quick. There is a white chocolate and a dark chocolate Twix bar. I don't know if you're in touch with the candy scene lately these days, sir. <laughs> But there's a white chocolate, and there's there's been a white chocolate craze. It's sweeping the nation right now. It's probably because of the Nazis. <laughs> I'm not okay with this. So, for some reason, I don't know what they're trying to say. Maybe, maybe they're making a statement. But the dark chocolate Twix is, like, it's full size. And the white chocolate Twix is, like, this size. I don't know if it's a penis envy situation. Oh, no. Or what. <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't know, man. You'd think dark chocolate would be more expensive than white chocolate. Uh, You would think. In this economy. But who knows? I digress. Chip shows up, fixes the cable, (laughs) flips the switch. He's got a... My... He's got that one piece of cable to yeah. just like threaten him with. And he's like, what's the... What's the cut cable for? And he's like, ah, dramatic effect. And throws it on the floor. Uh, (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Then it cuts to like them watching the movie on Steve's couch and then chips outside in his van watching the movie as well, which is very creepy. Mm. Yeah. And, and then it like zooms into him and we, we kind of go back to his childhood and see him sitting in front of the TV. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, as his mom's like, well, he's like, you said I'd get a brother and, and she's <laughs> like, and that's why I'm going out tonight. <laughs> you know, and she puts out her cigarette and yeah, yeah, I never, like, I can't believe that's Kathy Griffin. It's not right. her voice, actually. Oh, really? It's Ben Stiller's mom. Weird. That he dubbed, he's like, it wasn't mom enough for me, and I had, sure. I had to get that's weird. the real deal That's even weirder. Yeah, I, you know, but to his credit, Kathy Griffin and her voice yeah. just don't 
say, no. say right. mom. Isn't it always weird for that one scene when she shows up in Pulp Fiction? It is. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I always forget about it. It just, <laughs> it stands out and starts. Yeah, he's re- over there. Stark That's relief. her whole line. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's like, it's so Kathy Griffin. Here, something that's not really ever brought up, um, and I'm going to bring it up on this Cable Guy episode because that seems like the time to do it. We're talking <laughs> about alt comedy. Did you know that Quentin Tarantino ghost wrote the screenplay for It's Pat? No. Yeah, he wrote that screen. Like, he punched up that screenplay. Wow. Isn't that weird? I, I Now I want to see it. <laughs> and that's why... Um, <laughs> Fuck, Julia Sweeney. That's why she's got that one scene in Pulp Fiction. Holy shit. Like, they were, like, buddies. That, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. It's fucking bizarre. I thought you were going to say, like, did you know he wrote True Romance? And I'm going to be like, yeah, no, yeah, I everyone that. knows that. <laughs> We've talked about that on this very podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, you just, you, you caught me off guard. Yeah, he wrote It's Pat, which is, you know, notoriously one of the worst films ever made. Okay. Yeah. In this scene of chip watching tv as a child um we see a couple of clips from some things i think we see a brady bunch thing i think this is where we see the my three sons maybe yeah and then we also see a clip from a clint eastwood film that's right do you know that movie i didn't but uh i I forget what it's called uh it's called play misty for me Okay, yeah. It's Clint Eastwood's directorial debut. I've just seen this movie. I just know this shit. <laughs> um, it is a movie about... It's the plot of this movie. It's the plot of The Cable Guy. Okay. It is the story of a radio DJ who's being stalked by an obsessive fan, and it turns into almost like a... I wouldn't say proto-slasher. It almost turns into a slasher film at the end. Like, she goes crazy and tries to murder him. It, so, And it's the woman woman stalking the man. Yes. And Squint Eastwood is yes. the yeah. DJ? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The song that she keeps calling and trying to get him to play is called Misty. Ah, play Misty, Misty for me. me. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, Jessica Walters, the mom from Arrested Development, is the crazy killer lady in it. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> no longer friend of the show no well, well maybe in spirit <laughs> um yeah i thought that was interesting that that they used that tiny little clip from that movie because that is that is the plot for this film it's well, that's, about like an obsessive friend yeah that's i mean goes to, crazy and kind of tries to kill you to ben stiller's credit and and judd apatow's credit like and even jim carrey like they're all like they have they're fluent in film Yes. History. Yeah. And that's that's why I think this movie, movie resonates with me on, on that level quite a bit. Because, like, I mean, just it's just directorial choices and things like that Yeah, are all... It's like, oh, that reminds me of this, reminds me of this movie, reminds me of this line. It's just all this it's deep neural, cuts too. neural network of movie. Right? Yeah, trivia. This scene that's playing behind you right before the basketball game where like Chip gives him the relationship advice and it kind of works. And then it cuts to the TV playing the the (laughs) Sweet Brothers trial shit. The fake Menendez brothers. That's all dialogue from the Menendez trial, though, of like they were Asians. (laughs) That's all like from from an actual phone call from from the Menendez brothers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I saw them and I. They were saying something Asian, maybe? <laughs> I think they were Asian. 
which is a running gag on last podcast as well. But <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, it's very bizarre. So Ben Stiller dyed his hair red <laughs> to play those brothers. Yeah, and it just doesn't read it on doesn't, the on no. the CRT tubes. Right. And weird. He, he like I didn't know it until I heard the commentary. Hmm. <laughs> and I was like, wow, he did all bizarre. that. For no good, <laughs> no good effect. Um, the next night, Steve and Chip go to Medieval Times. Medieval Times! Is that Andy Dick? Yes, it is. And in that scene, that guy sucks. <laughs> That's what I hear. Um, have you ever been to Medieval Times? I have not. But I haven't either. Katie has. Really? We yeah. need to get... Is she still down there? I. She won't, <laughs> she won't have anything to do with this. <laughs> oh, she heard your first episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, not even. Oh, she's lucky. We just, <laughs> we just share a living space. That's all it takes. Right. Well, uh, let's put it on the docket. We should we should go to medieval times at some point. Hell yeah. Orange County, here we come. Right. There's one in uh Chicago. Chicago. There's one up in Chicago. Oh fuck. Let's do it. Right by the IKEA up in Chicago. Oh man. <laughs> Get some meatballs, Get maybe a turkey leg. A brat. Me and Barb Novak. <laughs> <laughs> Get uh yeah, Barb Novak gets Stephen Kovacs up there too. And, oh uh, yeah, couple of Polacks <laughs> pulling on a turkey leg, tie a few on. <laughs> couple of hosers. <laughs> Wait, that's Canada. <laughs> yeah, we just kept going north. Yeah, right. You wanna you wanna do the you wanna do the honors of how Jim Carrey feels about the Red Knight. <laughs> <laughs> down, down, down. Red, Red Knight's, Knight's going, going down. down. <laughs> Red Knight sucks the big one. <laughs> yeah, could I get a knife and fork? Oh, uh, this is a, well. Fuck, what did she <laughs> <You're> say? <right. laughs> I can't. I can't go we from are period Jim- accurate to the medieval times. We I, do not have a knife and fork. I can't go from Jim Carrey energy to Janine Garofalo. Energy. Oh God, I have the biggest crush on Janine Garofalo still. Uh, <laughs> she she was pure goth goodness in that. Oh, God, you're telling me man. waitress role. I want you to know that by. You know, so that I don't have this picture in your head. I was not in the tub by this point. (laughs) (laughs) The Twix were consumed. I was out of the tub by this point. I was in my Michael Myers pajamas at this point. Suds free. Suds free. I give you a no sud guarantee, sir. (laughs) You have Pepsi, but you... (laughs) You don't have a knife and fork. Yeah, so then the two guys get pulled into like... What would you call that? The arena? Oh, yeah. And they have to do, like, a Star Trek battle. Which is fun. I forgot that they did that whole Star Trek thing. Yeah. And, like, as soon as they got tossed those things, like, I audibly out, sat, out loud said, like, some fucking Klingon weapon? Yeah. <laughs> just like on star trek when kirk had to fight spock right in my mind i was like oh like the gorn because the music starts playing before they do the actual fight Mm -hmm. but it yeah he's right he's actually right (laughs) um so then they joust and and then they they return back to steve's place just just a just a tighter tighter friendship you know Mm -hmm. chip gives him a gift of a giant entertainment center yeah and they break it in with a sweet, sweet karaoke party. I love that the the big screen TV was like the four three 
yeah aspect ratio <laughs> yeah right i had one of, we had one of those as a kid like one of those giant floor model ones you know yeah uh that had like the speakers built into the bottom and was it like but it was still four three was it like a projection based kind of technology or was it a tube uh, i don't think it was a tube it was one of those like flat fronted ones not the like kind of fisheye style like a tube tv was okay that thing broke. Like I had that as a kid and it broke. So then we ended up getting another TV, which I, I remember damaging when I was young. Oh no. And my dad was furious at me. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the reconstructive surgery. Yeah. Right. No, I remember, I remember like, like he was like off doing some shit. I don't remember. And I was in my head, I was like, ah, yeah, I'm going to hook up my super Nintendo to the back of this thing and play on the big TV. And, uh, I remember like, turning the tv and it just slowly falling off oh, off no. of the stand which i mean was probably like i don't know two feet off the ground like it probably didn't even really do any damage yeah and i remember the like that wave of anxiety and fear of like no 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 like i have to like push it back up but i'm too tiny and scrawny to like hold up this giant tube television <laughs> and like the only thing i could do was just step out of the way and just let it fucking fall <laughs> and then i remember just my dad being like what the fuck happened in here and i'm like <laughs> Uh, they were they were Asian. I I mean I'm I heard... pretty sure they were Asian. <laughs> yeah, that was boy, that's a memory that's just stuck in my head forever. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I vaguely remember him being like, Well, we're gonna have to get it repaired. And then I don't remember anything after that. Wow. <laughs> like I don't remember if it actually got repaired. I never got ground I was never grounded as a kid. It's hard to ground your child when you're like an alcoholic or like a drug addict. <laughs> It's hard to, you know, you gotta keep track like, of things. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, I'm doing better than you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should be the one grounded. <laughs> so, like, you do your thing. I'm gonna leave the house. I'll be back when you see me. You just keep paying those bills, Dad. Asian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, then we're in this the sweet sweet karaoke party. Oh yeah. This might have been the first time I ever heard the song "American Woman." Really. Because yes. I do believe this was the pre pre Lenny Kravitz revival of the song. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and I don't think I had heard the Guess Who version at this time. I think the first time I ever heard that song was from an old man who was barely doing it, wearing hearing aids. It's, yeah, no, that's awesome. Better that, than Lenny Kravitz. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm jealous. That's yeah. It's amazing how many how many things comedies have introduced me to. Yeah, right. And like. You just don't even register it until you're older, and you're like, oh, that's where that fucking came from. That's just been stuck with me this whole time. Yeah. I mean, that was probably the first time I heard, like, the Star Trek fight music, you know? Right. Because, yeah. like, TNG was on when I was a kid, <laughs> and they didn't really fight in that show. They just kind of just, like, dressed up as cowboys sometimes, mm -hmm. or, like, gangsters. Yep. And Sherlock mostly Holmes. sat around and drank tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a boring fucking show. Hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know where you're getting fucking space oolong at, dude. <laughs> the fuck? Um, it's an acquired taste. I guess so. I mean, I got a good guyaki over here, baby. <laughs> hey. So yeah, we do the little karaoke party. Steve gets Chip a little, like, speech self-improvement tape. Yeah. A little, little gift, and Chip gets Steve a prostitute. <laughs> fair is fair. Yeah, and... And Steve makes sweet, sweet love while Chip does a wonderful performance of uh, Jefferson Airplane's uh, Somebody to Love. Your eyes, I say, your eyes, they look like he's. Yeah, 
That's right. Yeah. So this is where yeah. a serious man comes in. Oh my god, it's happening right now. How do you think I was going to skip over this scene? <laughs> <laughs> I was just afraid I was going to forget sure. it. Certainly, certainly. In the words of the aeroplane. Yeah. <laughs> when the truth is found to be lies... And all the joy within you dies. Mm. Wise words. You better find somebody to love. <laughs> wise, wise words. I love that part of that movie. The only part of that movie I really remember is him getting his head hit across a uh, chalkboard like 30 times. <laughs> <laughs> what part was that? I don't, I don't even remember. Huh. I just remember him just like slamming his, getting his head slammed into a chalkboard like a shit ton of times. I think it was also like the stinger at the end of like the trailer. Okay. Like it'd be like a Coen brothers film. And then it would just cut to him getting his head on a chalkboard. That movie is something else. It's good. It's good. It's a, it's a Coen brothers film that nobody really talks about. Nobody does, which is weird. Cause I think it was even nominated for like Academy Awards and shit. Yeah. Next day they have another little, little fight. Cause you know, Steve finds out that he had sex with a prostitute. Very attractive <laughs> prostitute though. She's cute. Good to see, you know, Chip's doing some good work out there. He's vetting these people. <laughs> Not a drip. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Chip saves face by, you know, tailing Robin on a date with Owen Wilson and beating the shit out of him in a bathroom. <laughs> I want to say this might have been the first time I was aware of oh, Owen Wilson. Yeah, and he is such a perfect creep in this film he really is and it's also weird that he and ben stiller have done so much fucking work together yeah like that royal tenenbaums heat vision and jack <laughs> uh, meet the parents yeah. yeah yeah put so much goddamn lacquer on that thing <laughs> no wonder it went up in flames <laughs> it's called a hopa <laughs> for a jewish wedding it's not a good movie, but, you know, it's you got just, some good quotable moments every just, now and then. You just go ahead and drop in some subtle Owen Wilson whenever you feel like it, man. You just do that. Do you have a favorite Owen Wilson film? Mm, I, I always go back to Bottle Rocket. That's what I was going to say. That's okay. my favorite, too. Nice. Or, or no, yeah, it's probably Bottle Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Royal Tenenbaums is... Yeah, I've only seen that once. Really? Yeah. Dude, his character in that is just... <laughs> he's, he's on peyote. Yeah. Half the movie. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, the whole heist in Bottle Rocket is just like... It's chef's kiss brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he like goes up to the store and he's like... <laughs> he's like, yeah, I left my jacket in there. Can I go get that? <laughs> yeah. I need I need to get a copy of that because it's been years since I've seen it. <laughs> and I I think it's like Luke Wilson that's doing that, and then Owen Wilson comes up and he's like, "Yeah, can I get in there too?" And he's like, "Yeah, what what did you leave in here?" He's, the money. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have tape across your nose? <laughs> nice jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like it? You want one? <laughs> it it occurred to me because I recently um, watched the. Michael Mann classic Thief, hmm. uh, which I think was from 1980 or 81, with uh, our our good our good friend James Con, friend <laughs> of the pod James Con, and it's just about like 
I mean, it does all the like the heisty tropes of like one last job. Okay. And we're going for the big score. You son of a bitch. Yeah, but it's like. I did not realize that Bottle Rocket is almost just a beat-for-beat remake of Michael Mann's Thief. Really? Without the Tangerine Dream soundtrack. (laughs) And, like, on a much smaller scale. Nice. Also, James Caan shows up in Bottle Rocket. Yeah. As, like, like the big bad. Like, the goon that's, like, double-crossing them at the end. Yeah. Spoilers for Bottle Rocket. (laughs) Yeah. They they had to... Yeah, that was probably half the budget right there. Yeah. And I I read in, in a little, like excerpt from an interview with with wes anderson saying um <laughs> he was like i have been remaking michael mann's heat my entire career and nobody has found out <laughs> i was like wow once you once you know it you see it huh that like a lot of wes anderson's films are kind of heist films yeah. but they're such granular scale yeah that you don't even realize that some of them are heist films. Grand Budapest Hotel, that's a heist film. They're stealing a painting in that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. <laughs> like, like there's little tiny little little heist jobs in like almost every one of his films. Fantastic Mr. Fox, that's all a heist film. Which I have a copy of, but I still haven't watched. Oh, really? It's great. It's really good. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm never gonna watch it. All right. It's, I mean, I guess Rushmore's kind of a heist job as well. The uh, what was the uh, Moonrise Kingdom? Yeah, there was uh, like they're all about either like pulling like, off a heist job or like a getaway, yeah, yeah. And that movie's more getaway centered of them just like, like that's almost like a remake of uh, uh, Terrence Malick's like Badlands or something, okay. Where it's like, I mean, that Badlands is about um, oh, fuck, what's that guy's name? It's a serial killer. They like went on the lamb. Um, not Bonnie and Clyde. I don't know. I'll drop it in later. <laughs> but, there you go. Charles Starkweather was the subject in Badlands. Played by uh, Martin Sheen. But Moonrise Kingdom kind of has that same kind of feel of like, you know, these lost souls going going on the lamb because the world sucks. Also, that's yeah. one of Bruce Willis's best films that nobody talks about. <laughs> He's great in that movie. <laughs> Um, we're near the end of this film here. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's what, an hour and a half? Yeah, it's a pretty quick, concise little film. Uh, Owen Wilson just got the shit kicked out of him in a bathroom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does he say? Like, when he, when he slaps his face on the, on the hand dryer, he's like, suck on it. You sound like Dizzy Gillespie or something. <laughs> like, salt all of peanuts. All, dude, I had, skibbity <laughs> pop. Yep. Salt <laughs> peanuts, salt peanuts. <laughs> I, Yeah. Mustache. I was that was my introduction to uh to uh Dizzy to, Gillespie. To jazz. To, yeah. Do you like jazz? <laughs> um, Steve hears about it on the news, but he doesn't really put the two together. We also see a trailer for a made for TV story of the Sweet Brothers trial <laughs> starring Eric Roberts. <laughs> brother, sweet brother. Which um on top of the Menendez brothers reference, um pulling pretty much straight audio from 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 the phone call. I think that the Eric Roberts thing is a reference to the film Star 80, hmm. where uh, Eric Roberts plays whatever that fucking scumbag's name was that killed um, 
Oh, why am I blanking on her name right now? It's too early, man. Uh, it's a Bob Fosse film about Fosse, the, Fosse, Fosse. The Playboy playmate who was murdered by her her boyfriend. Ooh. Um, don't know. And Eric Roberts plays the boyfriend in it that kills her with a shotgun, which also shows up in that little made-for-TV trailer. <laughs> like it all ties together. It's very weird. Yeah. It well, it was like Eric Roberts like breakout performance too. Like he was nominated for an Academy Award for it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know how long it was before I found out he was him Julie and Julie Roberts' brother? Yeah. <laughs> had no idea. He's Emma Roberts' dad. Who's Emma Roberts? <laughs> she was in Scream 4? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Matt Barry. Um, Boyfriend. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so uh, on on a little redemption tour here, Chip goes to Robin's place and hooks her up with a with a little premium cable. Mm. Um, it all works in Steve's favor, but he shoots Chip down in the rain. Yep. Um, Chip doesn't take this so well. So so, so maybe my favorite line yeah. in the film is yeah. when he hooks her up with cable. Yeah. What does he say? And he he he. he uh, Hints at the fact that he had a girlfriend or, oh. or a close significant other. Oh, yes. Other. Yes. Never never go bungee jumping in Mexico, <laughs> That's right? right. They just don't have the regulations. They just don't have the regulations. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. You cherish every hair on that man's head. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Never heard him. <laughs> Uh, Dorothy Stratton was the name of the, the Playboy Playmate from Star 80. Mm. BT dubs. Damn. Yeah. Deep, deep cut. Yeah. Yeah, she was kind of like, Dorothy Stratton was almost like set up to be like, like a big, big star. Like she was starting to get movie roles and stuff. And then her boyfriend, uh, just murdered her. That'll kill a career. That sure will, bud. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The bell. God damn it, I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> well, at least I know where it is. So, Robin's got premium cable. Steve's back in her good graces. But Chip doesn't take that so well. So, Steve ends up in uh, in county lockup for accepting stolen goods. Um, Son, are you taking the pot? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. He gets out on Bounty. Or on bail, and um, <laughs> oh well. First, we get the window love. We get the oh, window yeah. love before he's out on bail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man. And whoever that that character actor that is oh, that goofy looking dude that uh, looks like Beavis. Yes. <laughs> Good God. <coughs> yeah. The the shallow gene pool of a man. Look at him. He's a freak. <laughs> it's just... that's from Son in Law. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't know. It's just perfect casting on it. It really is. Um, you need some human contact. <laughs> some good, good window love. <laughs> He's referencing a film there, though. Oh, Billy. Yeah, it, he says it. In he the, does say it, but I've never scene. seen that movie. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, it, I think he says it's an Oliver Stone movie. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, which I kind of have like a love-hate relationship with Oliver Stone. <laughs> Filmically, he's 
good politically. He's kind of weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I ha- he's hard to pin down on yeah. that. Yeah. Um. So Steve gets out on bail, goes to see his family with Robin, uh, but Chip's also there wearing a great, a beautiful blue cardigan <laughs> that is just to die for. <laughs> yeah, he's very put together. He really is. Um. Oh, also Bob Odenkirk's there. Our good friend Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> yes. Um. A few of those people in that scene that have like almost no speaking lines are like Stiller Show and like Mr. Show alum. Yeah. 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 Um, and like there's some like the mom is. Yeah. Uh, like old TV royalty, right? Been in like all sorts of dramas. Yeah. She was in Silence of the Lambs. Yes. She's yeah. the mother of the girl that gets abducted. Oh, yeah. A big fat woman. <laughs> what is she? A big fat woman? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I got a card in the other room. I. Oh, and this is where they play porno password. Yes, which I believe is one of your favorite scenes in this film. <laughs> I will never forget it. Nipple. Never. <laughs> I re- this, I really do um, empathize with Matthew Broderick in this oh, scene. Oh yeah, like that scene is all clearly manufactured to just make him <laughs> look like shit. Yeah. And he's just like, I, I don't want to play this game. Yeah, he's just yeah, like he he. I mean, he's not like a complete pushover of a character. Like he puts down boundaries, but like yeah, the cable guy just is gonna bowl right over him. Most definitely. Um, and he's put in a, in a particular situation where he has to say filthy words to his mother. (laughs) It's like, it's like, oh man, it's diabolical. It is. But I feel like manipulation. If you were in that scene and that's, that's what makes it the most cringeworthy and, and accessible is you have to be like, yeah, of course I, I wouldn't want to play that game either. But I feel like if I were in that position, you just fucking dive in head first and just be like. Like, yeah, we're going to play the game and I'm going to fucking destroy you. And I don't care if my mom has to hear me talk about nipples or not. <laughs> it's just skin, Steven. She's got them. She knows. She knows what a nipple is. Vagina. <laughs> um, Penis. <laughs> the next day, Steve gets fired. Well, at the party, uh, Chip gets punched in the face. Yeah. By old, by old Maddie Broderick. Yeah. Um... And then, you know, leaves in shame, knowing full well that he, you know, aped, aped uh, Broderick into punching him in the face. Oh, yeah. I love the scene where it cuts back to the family, just shocked. Yeah. You know, yeah. and Bob Odenkirk has this look on his face that's just like just pure disgust. How dare. Hilarious. <laughs> no words. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Uh, the next day, Steve is fired for talking shit about his boss because apparently Chip's been filming him. Mm, yep. And sends a little video to everybody in little, the office. Little quick time 1.0 video. Yeah, did he make the first GIF? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> like, he probably sent that video to the office, like, a week ahead of time. Oh, yeah, right. To Had to get it. <laughs> make, make sure it could download. Is that a fireable offense for talking shit about your boss? I mean, technically, well, I mean, depends on what state you live in. 
<laughs> sure, sure. Um, this this good old. Who's your boss? Are you allowed to talk shit about anybody on here? I my boss is an asshole. <laughs> Wait, aren't you your boss? Yeah, but let's not talk. About <laughs> well, I guess technically you're you're paying you're paying booth space right to somebody. Oh well, that's true. Yeah, but I guess that guy would be your boss because <laughs> he does have the ability to kick you out if he wanted to. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Uh, oh, during the karaoke sequence here, um, one of the guys on the sofa is uh, Sean Whalen, I believe. Is okay. His name? Uh, he's like the very first guy that they pan across to, the redheaded oh. dude with the with the small teeth. Yeah. He's uh, he's he's one of the dudes in um, Always Sunny. People under the stairs. Yeah, I think he's he might show up in Always Sunny as well. Uh, that guy's the, great. What are the brothers on all of? He's one of the brothers. The McPoyles. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that guy's at, like, a bunch of horror conventions. Hmm. So I've, I've seen that guy in passing. Uh, after Steve gets fired, this is when he calls Jack Black, and we get, hmm. we get all that background, uh, exposition that, that old, that old Jack's been doing yeah. on ship. Turns out it's, uh, it's a reference to, uh, uh, was it my three sons or whatever? Yeah. And he got fired from the cable company for stalking. We still never really get his real name though. Never. Ever. He, he's listed as the cable guy in, yeah. in the credits. Um, Steve races over to Robbins in the rain. And for, <laughs> I love the, I love the fact that he shows up and then Robbins like upstairs neighbor is like, yeah, I heard him going. They were leaving, and something about the information superhighway, <laughs> which has to be a joke. Yeah, that's yeah. so fucking cliched of a thing to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, so then they end, the the big fight, the big battle at the end ends at the giant satellite. Um, ends with you know Chip jumping off of the the satellite and falling on the whatever that thing is, the receiver. In yeah, the middle the space needle or something. The space needle, yeah, that's the technical term for it. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chip survives the fall, and we get the like helicopter uh, hospital retrieval of him being like, "Hey, buddy, stick with me." Did you say we're buddies? <laughs> yeah, and, pal. And that's the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's. What do you got? What's your review? How do you feel about Cable Guy? When's the last time you watched this? It is, it had been a long time. Yeah. Um, my review <laughs> is I mean it 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 was just as enjoyable to me this. I think if go around as it's it was only better before. with age, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm picking up more shit in this movie than I did, you know, the first time I saw it in theaters and. And like 15 years ago when I doubled back to it. These movies do not exist anymore. No. And this kind of version of this movie did not exist then. No. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like mid-budget comedies don't really exist. And, well, I mean, at this time, I guess $40 million would have been a lot right. for a comedy. But now that's mid-budget. Yeah. Uh, Inflation. Thrillers don't really exist anymore. Comedy thrillers almost never existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's uh it is a relic of a of a bygone time. 
this was like so like they were they were referencing other genres and other films while doing a thrill oh, a, a, a what'd you say a comedy thriller yeah um and at the same time almost pulling it it's almost like a beat for beat remake of play misty for me which is a kind of obscure clint eastwood film on top of that okay you know so yeah um unless you're unless you're like a movie nerd like yeah. uh, jim carrey's only only gonna carry you so far into this movie oh, i see what you did there He's only going to Jim Carrey you so far. I, and that's why there was one set of footprints. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I oh my. See. Yeah, Matthew Broderick ain't going to get you there. No, no. But, he, you know, I will say there Didn't are... Did Godzilla like, come out like a year after this? Good Lord. Two years after this? God, that's such a bad movie. It's a really bad movie. And I've seen it. Solid in theaters several times. Yeah, I have to. just to make sure it was right. Bad. Just to double back and be like, well, the cast in that is crazy, though. It is. The, I mean, and it probably did. It did. It, it had a great like box office. Yeah. Right. Pull. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just bad. But yeah. anyway, Broderick in this movie, there are like two or three moments where his reactions are perfect. Yes. Like when he, when the cable guy first comes into the apartment and does the, finds the sweet spot on the wall. Yeah. Broderick like is in his bathrobe and he like tucks it up, cl- <laughs> like closes it up a little right. more snugly. He's right. like, he's just feeling skeeved out by him completely. And at the dinner party where I forget what, what, what Chip says to him, but his response is like completely catches his, himself yeah. off guard and he says, you bastard. And oh, then he yeah. slaps his hand over his mouth. <laughs> oh yeah. His own mouth. <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> it's yeah, that's a, uh, that's a good, um, yeah, a good straight guy. He really is. Like he's, he's great at being the avatar for you to put yourself into his shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is good and bad bad because i'm never going to be surprised by matthew (laughs) (laughs) the most the are the 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 time that i have the most difficulty suspending disbelief in this film yeah is in the climax when yes when chip tries to jump and he and matthew roger catches him with one hand yeah in the rain the whole disbelief is like you don't have the upper body strength to pull this procedure (laughs) off exactly It's like that dude's going down. Right. If, like if the, anything, it would have made more sense if like his watch caught him. Yes. Yeah, like something. he got like stuck or something. Yeah. Or like his jacket got stuck. So a strap of a backpack. Yeah. Know? Yeah. 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 Cause yeah, there's no way that's happening. You shouldn't be bringing a backpack up there. It's dangerous. <laughs> um, is this your favorite Jim Carrey film? Oh, that's tough. I don't know. Do you have a favorite Jim Carrey film? I have multiple. Really? For sure. Um, I have, I loved him as a kid. I have not really revisited any of his like quote unquote classics as an adult. Yeah. One for the fear that I won't find them funny anymore. Yeah. And two for the fear that I know some of them might be problematic now. Yeah. Especially Ace Ventura. <laughs> right. Um, I, I mean, I need to rewatch Eternal Sunshine. Only saw that once. Um, and see if it 
holds up. You know what? Com- well, Dumb and Dumber obviously holds up. That might like, be my still, favorite. Still holds up. That's probably my Like favorite. that one I can revisit anytime. Yeah. Um, you know what I really like that nobody really talks about? Um, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I really liked Me, Myself, and Irene. Yeah. I think that might be like his last like classic Jim Carrey comedy. Yeah. Because after that, they kind of got more serious. Not as slapsticky as he as he used to be. Right. Slapstick comedies don't exist anymore, really. No. Outside of the occasional time when like uh Paul Blart gets thrown into a wall or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Or you get a, a a group of aging comedic actors to go ride motorcycles together. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're talking about wild hogs? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I worked at the theater when that came out. Oh, Lord. And I said, for free? No, I'm good over here. Yeah, it's nap time. I'm fine. I don't need to watch that. <laughs> Salt peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my other big question for you. Yeah. Why do you keep bringing me films starring notorious manslaughterers? <laughs> you know, first it was John Landis and now it's Matthew Broderick. The, the, who the... killed two women in a car accident in Germany. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, the inherent darkness. Uh, Did you know this? Resonates with. Did you me. know that he ran over two women in Germany? I not specifically, but I. No. I'd heard. I had heard or come across things online. Here's the even weirder thing, is um, he was in the car with uh, Jennifer Grey. Which that's his wife from right? Dirty Dancing. No, that's not his wife. No. Well, this was like this was in '89. Oh, okay. When he killed these women. Okay. Um, allegedly, no, it's not alleged. He, yeah, he, he killed these women with this car on accident. It was not found to be manslaughter. It was found to be an honest mistake. Okay. Um, I don't know what, what the problem, he, he was so severely injured that he, he had amnesia. Oh, wow. He had a concussion, broken ribs, broken legs. She walked out unscathed and the, the, the other car, the two people in it died. Holy smokes. In yeah. Germany. Yeah. Okay. We're, uh... Bizarre. Bizarre. He knows none of the details. Like, I, I read an interview with him that was from, like, 2011. And in, in the, in the, in Jennifer Grey was unscathed? Yeah. Yeah. Was he, like, She was the drinking? only witness to it. And she was like, yeah, there was no alcohol. There was no nothing. Huh. Didn't really say... And she doesn't talk about it. There's no talk of, like, the road conditions. Like, maybe it was raining or something. I don't know. But It's, it's funny. You know... He, in an interview, said, like, I I don't remember any of that day. I don't remember breakfast. I don't remember what I had. I don't remember driving. I remember waking up in the hospital one day later. Wow. Yeah. Man, that sucks. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to just have, like, a black spot over just, like, a traumatic day. So you can't even really like get closure on the trauma, yeah, of like running through it in your head. I don't know though. I have a few days I wish I could forget. <laughs> sure, sure, but at the same time, like at least you have details of that day. You know, you can track where it went wrong. Yeah. He has nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's very bizarre. I can learn from it. Anywho, he killed some women. Uh, <laughs> 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 so. Uh, this is a thing I do with Carly that that I don't really do with any other guests. What would you pair this with in a double feature? Oh, these I love it when you. I know, right? Ask I always forget to do with other people. Yeah, because she's usually the one that reminds me that this is the shtick that I want to do. <laughs> I always forget. Can you give me a minute? No. Damn. 
<laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give you my little rundown here. Okay. Because I feel like you could go a few routes with it. Yeah. You could go, you could go the like serious, like play it with, you know, play Misty for me. Right. And this could be the B feature. Yeah. You could do like an anti Ferris Bueller double feature of Cable Guy and Election. Yeah. It's already got a beautiful poster made for it. You get the you get the water tower that says "Kill Ferris" on it. <laughs> you know. Yep. Um, or you could go with like the unsung dark comedy route. Right. Movies that weren't appreciated in their time. Yeah. You or you could do a Jim Carrey double feature. You could. Of like I don't know. Also, weirdly, probably not accepted, loved movies of their time. <laughs> You do like this and once bitten, maybe. <laughs> Which I need. Yeah, I gotta find a copy of that. I think you could double feature this with something like Death to Smoochie, <laughs> or So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Um, Specifically, I think Axe Murderer would be the better double feature. Yeah, because uh, they both have like these weird dark undertones. Totally. Yeah. I just looked at my. DVD rack over there and Silence of the Lambs jumped out at me. <laughs> well, you do have a, an actor connection with that. Yeah. With the mom. Yeah. Have you ever seen Visioneers? No. So uh, with Zach Galifianakis. Oh. It's like an alternate reality. Like there's like... Like before he kind of hit it big with like those hangover movies? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, That would... That, that would be... A, if you really wanted to like mess up your brain for a yeah. day, watch the cable guy, then visioneers and, and then, okay. Yeah. I think the key is like, you have to find like a comedy who's like up and coming, mm. like a comedian who's up and coming to pair it with this. Cause even though Jim Carrey was like at his peak of his powers, this is a weird fucking movie in his, in his like early run. Yeah. It doesn't feel like anything else before man, this, man, the nightmare dream sequence. Yeah. Is shot so well yeah shit you could even pair this with like the second bill and ted and have a pretty good time yeah <laughs> like that movie is weirdly dark too yeah just listen to primus afterwards yeah <laughs> yeah maybe some filter they deserve the listen maybe some filter <laughs> i think that's cable guy that's cable it. guy we did it we did the damn thing mm. i thought this was gonna be a harder movie to talk about me too <laughs> <laughs> right Apparently, I overprepared. Yeah. Is Jack Black wearing a Deftone shirt in that scene? Uh, I think it might be a Soundgarden shirt. Oh, it is. Yeah, okay. It is a Soundgarden shirt. I couldn't make out the letters on my very poor, uh, <laughs> let's say, transfer that I watched. Yeah, yeah. That's the ticket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Jack Black with a shorter haircut than he has in, Looking good. in, the, uh, in the, uh, the, the rehearsal footage. Oh really? He's got a he's got a full on grunge like, oh, sure. long set of locks and he got this kind of like halfway I think he had the longer hair during his few Mr. Show appearances as well. Mm, okay. Yeah. Cuz this was also right around the time when they did that little those little tenacious D shorts that were on HBO. Ooh, back in the day. Nice. Which spun out of uh Mr. Show. Okay. Yeah, cuz Kyle and Jack both show up on Mr. Show. Kyle is the the last last shot of the cable guy. Oh, really? He's the guy reading the book at the end. Oh shit. I think I missed that. Old Kyle Kyle G. Yeah, KG and me. Rage, Rage Cage. 
<laughs> After this, I did go on YouTube and watch a bunch of Tenacious D music videos. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So you got the new podcast out. You got the Weird Attic going. Yeah. You got things to plug. You got. You want to promote some things? This will be coming out in like a month. Okay. Well, the next Weird Attic is coming out this week. So You're doing uh, every other week with it? Every other week. Uh, follow the Weird Attic on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, the weird attic at gmail.com. What could you sum that show up in a concise <laughs> sentence at all? <laughs> it it's it, you know what? It's it's very much like the cable guy. It's all of my influences coming together. Yeah. Both the dark and the light. I would I would call well, what was the, the little mini review I gave for you? Oh yeah, hold on. Where's it was it is a it is it is as if David Lynch directed an episode of Ren and Stimpy and they animated all of it, but then they decided we're just going to use the audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's, that's pretty, the visuals won't work for this one. We're <laughs> no. going audio, purely audio. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. You... <laughs> You're going to listen to this on your fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to play it in a 5.1 surround sound. <laughs> There are no visuals. Um, I think that, or I would also describe it as just like, it's like an audio collage. Yeah. yeah. Of, uh, with no real direction. <laughs> no, no. Um, and these sound like bad things, but I mean it purely as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> I, You know, I had read the Beastie Boys by autobiography yeah and they were talking about all their process and through through a lot of that book and have you seen the the apple little like doc spoken word thing that they do i think i've seen some clips it's amazing you need to watch that i am all about it um but uh, them talking about just finding their different samples and things like yeah. that and messing with instruments and gear and all yeah. that stuff i was like that's what i was doing when i was a kid in my bedroom yeah and I'm like, I gotta go back to that. Yeah. And how's it feel? It feels perfect. This feels ex like exactly what I should be doing. Those are the fun parts I have editing this podcast of like finding clips and like putting weird noises underneath when we're talking. Yeah. Like when in this episode, I'm gonna reference it now <laughs> and you can tell me if you heard it or not. But when we're talking about that basketball scene, yeah. Layered underneath our dialogue is going to be a lyrics-free version of Hey Man, Nice Shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be subtle, and you might not have even heard it unless you're wearing headphones. Absolutely. But it's going to be there. Yeah. Yes. I do that a shit ton on this podcast with audio that I'm sure that people aren't even picking up because I keep it very, very low. <laughs> I Yeah. I, I'm all for that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm waiting for the day when I put out an episode and like, it just, the whole thing gets pulled. Oh, right. Because <laughs> right. I'm stealing everything. This is sonically inappropriate. Yes. Oh, from for copyright? Copyright. Oh, oh no. I thought just like the powers that be were going to be like, this can't exist. Yeah. No, <laughs> that should be illegal. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing. It's like, you know, everything I loved about doing that shit in my bedroom was like the same thing yeah that the beastie boys were doing like for uh, paul's boutique like there was right no, there was no copyright infringement at that point there is they were breaking new ground 
Well, I mean, there and, was copyright infringement. Then. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, we'll save it for your show. We'll save it for your show. Okay. Put it out as a teaser. Go listen to The Weird Attic to hear more on this conversation. Because <laughs> uh, I think we can talk about the BC Boys for a hot, hot minute over there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think okay. that'll do it. We're going to call it here. Taking off. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Rhinos.